when I was 12 or 13, I started airbrushing. I've told the story before, but um, I started airbrushing t-shirts and I got about halfway through them. It was like my first job. It was fun. I was airbrushing t-shirts for this movie theater and I got through half of them and they paid me 50 bucks up front and it was gonna be a hundred bucks like to do all of the t-shirts. I think it was like 12, 15 or 12 shirts. I got halfway done and I showed my dad, my dad, check this out. This is awesome. Like I got 50 bucks, but it's really hard. And I don't know if I can finish all of them. And he said, you know, James, he goes, your reputation will be worth more to you than any amount of money you'll ever make in your life. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have James Jensen of Jump. James, great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Hello, everybody. <laughs> super excited to have you on and, and super excited about all the awesome things that you're doing. And what I wanted to do is just read a little bit more about James before uh, we jumped into the interview from there. And James is an entrepreneur committed to working with leading edge technology and eager to solve problems surrounding how we interact and engage with each other in physical and virtual worlds. He is the previous creator and co-founder of the world-renowned virtual reality company, The Void. And within the last 25 years, James founded and managed several technology companies in video streaming, social networks, mobile games, and creative services. He has partnered with Disney, Sony Entertainment, Fox, MGM, Intel, Microsoft, Sci-Fi, DreamWorks, and MTV through those ventures. And he is now launching a new form of virtual reality called hyper-reality in the form of the multi-sensory entertainment company Jump. Jump will allow people to come as close to jumping and flying as the real thing, but without all of the risks. James, super excited to have you on the yes. show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Yes, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it then. <laughs> Thanks for the intro. That was a great intro. <laughs> well, definitely. It always helps when you're doing great things. It makes the intro a little bit easier. I just had to read the part. I didn't have to do all the, the awesome work <laughs> yeah. that you were doing. <laughs> so um, to kind of kick everything off, I, I wanted to rewind the clock. I know I touched on a little bit when I read your bio and hear a little bit more on what I like to call your CEO story. We'll let you start to go all the awesome work you're doing. Nice. Thank you. Yes. So could you tell us, I guess, a little bit more about your CEO story? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, which part? Uh, just my CEO story overall? Or yeah, like what do you think led you to, Yeah, what led you to come here to start everything you're doing? Oh, you know, uh, my background actually I was in was in fine arts. I actually started as an oil painter. My dad was an oil painter and he taught me how to oil paint. And then Ooh. I got into from oil painting. He was doing a lot of um, landscape stuff. And so my landscapes weren't as great as his, but I ended up getting into airbrushing and I did photorealism, uh, started doing portraits and things like that. And I went to design school. Uh, commercial art and design and I got into computers and uh, fell in love with the undo button which is really nice <laughs> um, that spun off into doing computer animation visual effects and game video game programming so over my career I've kind of gone from you know a creative to owning my own creative agency and then to then you know finding my real passion which was uh, bringing things into reality that don't exist as an entrepreneur and uh, a lot of that started with software development things like that but I quickly got to a point where I wanted to use all my creative skills and the amazing people around me to build virtual reality worlds and stuff like that. And that's where the void came from. But through those processes and the amazing relationships I created over so many years, um, they've really enabled me to be able to, and my team to be able to pull off some stuff that's just leading edge. And so, you know, that the roles that have gone through the whole process, right. I was, I was a creative and then, you know, kind of changed over the time as I own businesses and, 
you know, I've been a CFO, I'm not CFO, CTO, I've been a CEO, I've been, you know, a creative director. And so, um, you know, it's almost to a point now where it's like, well, I need to move past the CEO title and go to something like a chief, uh, you know, vision officer or something like that. I feel like that's probably where my, my end goal lane is, is, uh, is finding something that's just maintaining the vision of whatever project is or what we're doing. So yeah, that's maybe a quick version. Nice. I, I love that. And, and I can imagine, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you feel like being able to um, have that kind of foundation in the creative services that kind of a creative um, industry allow you to kind of, I guess, create these new realities that you're doing now? Absolutely. You know, going through that process, it, I think it's helped me be, it's helped me um, actually be a lot better of a, of a, of a business owner and a leader is, is being in the trenches for so long. I understand, you know, when I talk to an engineer or I talk to a developer, I ask them to do things. I know what it's, I know roughly now what it, what it's, what it takes to do those types of things. And so I can relate to, you know, the timelines and the, and, you know, the pressures that are, that are being put on them. And so I can relate to that. And I think that helps me, you know, be a better leader. And so absolutely that's, that's been part of my path. And, uh, you know, that's why, I think there's a lot of creatives and engineers around me that trust trust me when I ask them to do things because I've been there before. And it's been a while since I've actually written any code for a video game, but um, I remember that and I know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, I know I touched on a little bit about, you know, jumping you did as well, too. Could you take us through a little bit more on what you're doing there and how you're making an impact there? On jump? Jump. Mm -hmm. Yeah, jump is... Uh, I mean, it's an accumulation of everything that I've done to date, right? But it's it's very focused on uh, on several things. You know, for for where we're at uh, on the technology side of things, we're on the very leading edge of everything that we're doing for virtual and what I like to call hyper real simulations, where we're including a lot of physical effects uh, for the end user to believe what's going on. But the technology side of things has been a challenge because we're trying to map, um, we're trying to match reality as closely as possible. So we're using real-time physics and dynamics in the simulation that allow you to fly wherever you want to. We're, re we're really taking the, the real-time physics from when you jump and then extending that into the virtual world and then uh, providing effects that, that do that. So the engineering side of things and, and putting all those pieces together is, is pretty wild because we have you know, we have different software engineers, we have hardware guys, and all of these components have to talk to each other dynamically and automatically and, and rallying the teams together to be able to have a, a center vision of what that is, is, I think is one of the most important things you can do. If everybody can believe in that vision and they know what part they play, then it makes a project run really smoothly. Um, would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? Um, this could be for the business, for yourself personally, or a combination of both is, but is it that ability to kind of see the technology, understand it on, on a deeper level, it sounds like, and be able to kind of see like how it can be applicable to, I guess, the overall human experience. Do you think that makes you unique? Absolutely. Completely makes us unique. Um, you know, people will come in for this, you know, X game, you know, hyper reality, crazy wingsuit jumping experience. And um, you know, most people will leave with something a lot deeper than they thought they were coming in the door for. It's like, it's all the good movies that you go into for entertainment. You come out and you're like, man, that's, that's actually a great concept. And I want to apply that to my life. It's like that on steroids, you know? So I think that's, that's what I hope to, to share with people is, uh, at least a glimpse behind something that's a lot more meaningful than what exists out there right now. So yeah, that's the motivation for sure. Awesome. Absolutely love that. And so um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? 
the CEO hack. I think treating people like adults, <laughs> honestly, like what it boils down to, it's like butts and seats and hours on the clock don't mean anything. Like, honestly, like for my career, um, it's about having mutual respect for people and setting, you know, having, having your employees or personnel that are working with you or your buddies, whatever it is, like agree to their timelines and then hold them accountable to it. Like, it's very simple. And if they want to party for the whole week and knock it out on a Friday, but they complete what they said they're going to do, who cares? Like, let them go do their thing. And that's even more relevant now with the whole thing that's going on in reality is like, you got to just trust that your people are going to do what they're going to do. And honestly, if you go down that path, I've seen that you'll, I, I've always said when, when people come back from like a vacation or something, like my guys are working on it, come back from a vacation or even just over the weekend, more, more, more over the weekend, they come back on a Monday and like, Hey, I, uh, you know, had this thing in my mind I was thinking about and I couldn't help it. And I just built it. And here it is. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, you didn't ask them to do that. They just came back on a Monday because they believe in the project. They believe in the vision and you treat them like an adult and you allow them to create their own deadlines. And you just, you, I mean, you got to hold everybody accountable, but if they're creating their own deadlines and you're holding them accountable, then you can have mutual respect for each other. And it actually sorts out people that are you know, that can't operate like that. I mean, some, some people don't want to operate like that. They just want a nine to five and check in and sit in their seat. And honestly, I don't want to work with those people. Um, and so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something that you would tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine. The nugget that I've had my whole life is, it's kind of in parallel with what we were just talking about. But when I was 12 or 13, I started airbrushing. I've told the story before, but um, I started airbrushing t-shirts and I got about halfway through them. It was like my first job. It was fun. I was airbrushing t-shirts for this movie theater and I got through half of them and they paid me 50 bucks up front and it was gonna be a hundred bucks like to do all of the t-shirts. I think it was like 12, 15 or 12 shirts. I got halfway done and I showed my dad, I'm like, dad, check this out. This is awesome. Like, yeah, 50 bucks, but it's really hard. And I don't know if I can finish all of them. And he said, you know, James, he goes, your reputation will be worth more to you than any amount of money you'll ever make in your life. Mm. And I took that to heart. And so that's what I've, that's how I've kind of lived. I've always, I've always, um, you know, over delivered on, on what I promised and always done my best work, no matter what the budget was, <laughs> um, just because it, it was so important. It's got me so far. Um, and so it's that, I guess is relationships boiling down to relationships. Like if you are a starting entrepreneur and you think you're going to, you're going to go out this and accomplish this thing by yourself, you're extremely wrong and you're going to suffer. It's um, you need people around you. You need guys that are way better at doing these things than you are. And those relationships, those relationships are built a long time ago. They're not, you don't start that right now. Like you, you need to start building those relationships. Even if you're, you know, tossing pizza, pizzas at, uh, at some pizza restaurant, those relationships you build in that moment, you don't know what their path is in the future. And you might connect back up with them. When I had the funding to build out the first versions of the void, I didn't, uh, you know, go search out for my engineers for that. I had guys I've been talking to about that for 18 years, um, that were engineers that were creative guys or everything. I was like, Hey, I have money to do this now. You guys want to do this? And like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. Um, so those relationships are built over, over years and you never know, uh, where people are going to shift and change and when they're going to come back into the loop. And so it's always, it's about relationships. Yeah. That's probably long winded, but 
It's a, it definitely hit home. I, I love it. And I think so many times we forget about like, you know, life and uh, the journey of life and the constant change of life. But I think so many times we can get stuck into, you know, our like eyes and our, you know, feed and what we're doing and how we're changing. But we don't realize that everybody around us is changing. So we never realize like how you said so well, like the path and the journey for somebody else might lead directly into what you're doing. And you might have met each other, you know, 15 years ago, and all of a sudden you're co-founding a business or that might be the person that's financing your, your latest idea. You never know. So it's so important to kind of, you know, do one, do all things like you do some one thing, like you do all things and understand those relationships that you build um, are kind of something that, you know, will basically be maybe your, your most um, wealthiest thing, the thing that could determine, you know, or, or make or break you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And so I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We might have already touched on this a little bit, uh, but uh, we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs. And James, I want to ask you, what does being a CEO mean to you? Uh, being CEO to me, I think what the CEO position is, I think is changing and morphing. It's a CEO is, you know, currently defined as somebody that like structures the business and makes sure the shareholders are happy and all of that stuff. And which is a good thing. I mean, that's the thing that you need to focus on. Most of the stuff that I'm doing right now is having conversations and talking to people and relationships. And it's not really creative. <laughs> it's about bringing in money and selling the vision and the dream. Um, but that's the, I think, for me, I'm, I might move away from that CEO title and move to something like chief vision officer because the CEO's responsibility or the, the leader of the company is to maintain the vision of the company, the direction, the North Star, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it's creating the culture and maintaining the vision for the company, as well as doing all those other utilitarian things, right? And making sure that the funding is there for everybody to do their jobs. Um, but the most important thing is that culture and the vision. If you can, if you can continue to sell the culture and vision, you'll get an army of people behind you that believe in it and want to execute it. Um, I've seen CEOs that have come in to companies and uh, completely annihilated them because they couldn't create uh, the culture and they couldn't maintain a vision. Uh, they were great at like executing. You know, these are the business things that have to be executed. But man, they suffer very hard through the culture and and the vision portion of it. And I think there needs to be maybe a redefin uh, redefinition for the CEO title, or it needs to be modified, um, or that person needs to exist. Whoever's maintaining the vision, that's who it is. <laughs> At least for me, yeah. that's what it is to me. Nice. I, I love that definition and that perspective. And that's one of the whole things that we try to, you know, talk about is just redefining what that is and looking at it in a different way, especially like during a time like this, where it seems like everything is different than what it was before. And I know you, in terms of innovating in so many different ways, I've been able to kind of see that as well. So James, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find out about all those things you and your team are working on. The way technology is evolving is unbelievable. And the education that people have had over the last year and a half on virtual reality, uh, this virtual experience we're having right now, uh, there's people that have never done video phone calls like this and have been educated on virtual reality and virtual systems and technology. And it's just, I think that's amplified a lot of things. And so there's always a positive side to what perceives to being negative. So I would say out there, there's, there's a ton of opportunity in this space and in the space right now to see uh, you know, these opportunities that people can create businesses and create great products uh, to solve all kinds of new problems that we're seeing in, in reality and communicating with each other. So I would challenge you to go find that. If you don't think there's opportunity and you're not looking in the right spots. Um, and then, you know, with Jump, uh, we are in the process of opening our first two locations, one here in Utah, one in New Jersey. Um, it's a multiplayer experience, player 
multi-person experience where you can jump and fly together. I, I love to have you come out and experience jump. You can follow us on uh, or look at limitlessflight.com and follow us on our social media channels. Our TikTok channel has really been set up to do like live updates. So I'm just going to be filming stuff as they start installing things and watching people do jumps. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, James, truly appreciate that. To make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well, too. And I love your last piece as well, too. Um, a lot of times we forget that during times of, uh, I guess, disruption or pandemics or whatever might happen on one side of the coin, we also have, you know, a lot of things that aren't, you know, what we want them to be. But on the other side, there's definitely a tremendous amount of opportunities because habits, the way that we do things, the way that we run our businesses have completely been disrupted and amongst disruption provides that opportunity. So appreciate you for reminding us of that. Of course, living and breathing that as well too and i hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day thank you for listening to the i am ceo podcast powered by cb nation and blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co i am ceo is not just a phrase it's a community get your driven ceo gear at ceogear.co this has been the i am ceo podcast with gresham harkless jr thank you for listening